Ta'anid Davav, we were last discussing a lot of back and forth between Rabbi Yitzhak and Rav Nachman, a lot of Midrashim, and we last talked about the famous Baracha that Rabbi Yitzhak gave Rav Nachman, that his children should be like him, and with that we are starting. Vav Amud Aleph, four lines in, in the middle of the line, which says Tanura Banan. So we explained that Yore is the first rain of the rain season. So why is it called Yore? Yore Shemore Taberiot Latiyah Gagotehen. It leads, it teaches the people of the world to put mud or cement or something on their roof so this way it doesn't get dirty. And to bring in their fruits from the fields so this way they could uh, keep dry. And do whatever you have to do before the rainy season. Why is it called Yoreshimiravete? Because it fills up the word the, the earth with water up until the depth. You see, Telame Arave, it means the, the depth of the earth is going to be filled with water. Yore, why is it called Yore? She Yored Benahat Veno Yored It comes down slowly, doesn't come off strong. Like a person, like a teacher, when he teaches the children, it should be uh, be softly. Now the Braita continues. Hey, wait a second. Who said that the uh, Yore is something soft, something good? Oh, I know Yore. Maybe it makes the fruit go down. Anything that's on the tree makes it fall off. And washes off all the plants. And the trees. The same with Malkosh. It comes out later in the season. It's a bracha because there's nothing on the trees to come down. Af yore has to also be the bracha. Or the Gemara continues. Maybe Malkosh makes the houses uh, fall. It destroys trees. It brings the Arbe. The same thing opposite. The same way Yore comes down, it's a bracha because it doesn't come so hard. Same thing, Malkosh is a bracha. How do we know Yore is a So you see the more it's a good thing. Tanura Banan, Yore Bemar Heshvan. The Yore comes down in Heshvan, Umakosh Benisan. Ataomer, Yore Bemar Heshvan, Umakosh Benisan. O and no, Ela Yore Betishri, Umakosh Beyar. Maybe the Yore comes a little bit earlier in Tishri, and Makosh in Yar. Tamudomar, Beito, when it says Beito Yore Makosh, that it comes down at the right time, meaning at the time where it's supposed to rain. It's supposed to rain in Heshvan, and the Makosh is supposed to come right before Pesach and finish off there. Now, Malkosh, Amar of Neilai Baridi, Amar Shemuel, Davar Shemal Kashutahen Shel Israel. It's something that cuts the stubbornness of Israel. Because if it doesn't come down, B'nai Israel can do Teshuvah, they start fasting, they do Tzedakah. Devere Bishmael Tana, Davar Shememale Tebu'ah Bekashah. It fills the straw with the grain. Bimatitatana, Davar Shored Ala Melilot Ve'ala Kashim. It's rain that falls on the stalk and on the grain itself. Tanura banan. Yore bemar heshvan. Malkosh benisan. Ataomer yore bemar heshvan. Is yore in heshvan or in oela behodish kisnev? Maybe it's a little month later. Tamudomar beito yore malkosh. Ma malkosh beito malkosh. The end of the rainy season is nisan. 
Af The yore has to also come out the right time, and that's already Heshvan. Tanya idak. We have another brayta. Yore b'mar Heshvan u'malkosh benisan divere b'meir v'chachamim u'mrim yore b'kislev. Man chachamim. Who's this chachamim? So Amar Chazda Rabbi Yosihi. The Tanya ezo yirviyari shona. What's the first time it's supposed to rain? Habechira. The first one b'shlosha b'mar Heshvan. Benonit, if it's not so early, it comes a little bit later. Ben Shiva'abo, it comes out on the 7th of Marheshvan. Afila, if the rainy season starts late, Ben Shiva'asabo, it comes out on the 17th of Marheshvan, the very Bimeir. Rabbi Udaomer, the early one is Ben Shiva'a. The medium one, Ub Shiva'asar, and the late one, Vibisrim Ushlosha, on the 23rd of Marheshvan. Rabbi Yosiomer, Ben Shiva'asar, the early one comes out on the 17th of Marheshvan. The medium one is on the 23rd of Hajvan, and the latest one, meaning if it's a late year when the rain starts, it comes out on Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Rabbiosi would say that if single people, private people, if it's Adikim who want to pray for the rain, if they want to start fasting, it doesn't rain, the earliest they can do it is Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Uh, because uh, anything earlier than that is way too early. And I'm Rav Hasda Halacha Kerebiosi. And I'm a more matner lehad Rav Hasda Bhalishna. I'm a more taught Rav Hasda's Halacha a little bit differently. As follows: Mr. Shabbi Maheshvan Sholim Tayshamim. On the third of Heshvan, we ask, we say Baruch Alenu. Rabban Gamliel Omer Bishivabo on the seventh. I'm Rav Hasda Halacha Kerabban Gamliel that we start to ask for rain on the seventh. And Keman Azla Hadetanya. Who is the following Brayta like? Where it says, If rain falls seven days straight and then stop, you could you count that as as the first rain, second rain, and third rain. So who is it? Keman. Who is it like that Brayta? It's like who holds that the first rain comes out on the 17th. The second one, or if it comes out in the medium, it comes out on the 23rd. And the latest is Rosh Chodesh Kislev. And you see, uh, between the first and second one, there's seven days. And between the second and third one is seven days. According to Yudan Rabbi Meir, it was, it was never seven days apart. So you wouldn't have a week straight of rain with two or three different uh, uh, parts of the rainy season. And a matter of Hazda, Lacha, Kirbiyosi, or Kirbiyuda, that the earliest it should come out is uh, the seventh of Heshvan, and then you could start asking for rain. That's when they say, Barach Adenu, Eretz Yisrael. Now let's go back to something we said before. Bishlama Revi'ari Shona, understand part of that first uh, group, right? We have that first part, second, middle part, and the last part. I understand the first part is that's Lishol. That's when I start asking, saying, Baruch Aleinu, great. I understand why I need the third one, the Hitanot, because that's when, if we didn't get rain by then, we start fasting. Beautiful. That middle one, why do I need to know that date? So, in regards to vows, Ditanan, a person made a vow, let's say he said something is a sort to him, he'd not have benefit until it rains. 
What he really meant was that second rain. Because the first rain is not really important. No one really pays attention. That's not called the rainy season. The second time it rains, oh, that's now we're taking it seriously. That's uh, the second uh, rain. And that's the important rain. And that's when he meant to swear till. Now, the idea is because when it comes to vows, we go by what people mean. And he meant the rainy season. And the rainy season, people don't mean until the second time around. Rav Zevid Amar, no, the second one is important, Lezetim, for olives. When is Lekech Hapeah become mutar for everyone? Not, not, not just the poor people, but even if the rich person wants to walk into the field and take from the Pe'ah, it's allowed. Mishael Mushot, when the Nemushot finish, Beperet Ube'olelot, with the leftovers of the grapes, when the poor people go back and forth, then nobody cares anymore, and the rest is hefker. When it comes to the olives, once the second rain comes down, then everyone gives up, and it's hefker. So the Gemara says, We said that everyone is allowed in the Lekech Hanpe'ah, when the nemushot go through, so my nemushot, they're old people who go with their stick, they go slowly, they very, very carefully, they to make sure that if there's any crop left, they'll take it. So if those guys pass through, then for sure they took everything, and everything else after that is hefkerish. Lakish Amar Likute Batar Likute. It's the second group of people passing through the field. The first group went through, the second group went through. After that, everything is hefker, everyone is mitiash afterwards. Papa Amar, the reason we need to know the second, uh, the second rainy part, the second reviah, is because Kedele Halech Bishvile Harshut. To be able to go through certain pathways. Now there's private pathways that people are allowed to go through the entire summer no problem go through just the season where it starts to grow we don't want anyone going through because uh, because you're going to ruin it so up until the second rainy uh, the second rain anyone could go through not a problem but after that second rain things start to grow and no one's allowed to go there anymore and this is one of those uh, ten conditions when you uh, when Yoshua brought Ben Esau into into Eretz Yisrael. One of the ten conditions was that there's going to be certain parts of your field that you're going to allow people to go through. So this way they don't have to take the long way. They don't have to go around. They can go through. But again, they're only allowed to go through as long as it doesn't ruin your field. So up until the second rain, there's no uh, fruits, vegetables, not a problem. After that, once that second rain hits, that's it. Things start to grow. And no one's allowed to go there anymore. Rav Nachman writes, Hak Amar, the reason I need to know about the second rain, Leba'ir Perot Shevi'it, to know when I have to get rid of the fruits of Shevi'it. The way it works on Shevi'it is once there's no more of that type of fruit, let's say that you have apples in your refrigerator and they're Shevi'it apples. Um, once there's no more apples for the animals in the field, you have to get rid of those apples from your refrigerator and not have it anymore. So, the Tanan, until when you're allowed to have hana'ah and you're allowed to burn even just for just for fire so I could have a fire in the house with the straw and uh, the wheat of the shevi'it until the second rain. That's the time you have to burn. My time, what's the reason? Because it says by Perot Shevi'it, 
it says and it's comparing behema to what you have in the house as long as an animal eats from that type of uh, crop in the field you could feed your animal in the house if there's no more of that type in the sadeh for the animals in the field you cannot give your animal in the house anymore you officially have to get rid of it and when is that time when it finishes is when the second rain hits that's uh, the time where you have to, there's no more uh, straw in the uh, there's no more wheat in the field and you have to get rid of it from your house now we said that the, the geshamim are called a revi'ah What's that mean, Revi'ah? So the explains, Something that goes through the karka. Rabi'ah uh, is language of bi'ila, of being with someone. The, the rain is the husband of the land. So you see the Holida language, it's like a husband and wife sort of thing. That first rain is so that the rain could go through the land at Tefah. That second rain makes the land soft enough that I could use it, I could use the clay to seal the lid of a barrel. And Amarav Haslam, Geshamim Shehadu Kedela Guf Bahen Pi Havid, if rain came hard enough that you could use the clay to seal a barrel, and by him, Mishum Ve'atsar, it's not part of the curse of Ve'atsar Tashamayim Veloy Matar. Rather, it's a beracha. If rain came down before Zman Kriyat Shema, where it says Ve'atzar, and by Mishum Ve'atzar, it's not part of the curse of Ve'atzar. Rather, it's good rain. And Amar Abaye, Lo Amaran Ela, Kodem Ve'atzar Deurta. This is Dafka if it rained before the Kriyat Shema of the night, about Kodem Ve'atzar Deurta. But if it rained during the night before the Ve'atzar, before Kriyat Shema of the morning, then Yesh Ben Mishu Ve'atzar, then there, uh, there could very well be a rain of a curse. Because if it rains at night, it's not good for the world. The clouds of the morning, there's nothing to them, meaning there's no Berachat to them. Like the cloud in the morning means it's nothing. And didn't people say a person opens his door in the morning and he sees it's raining. A person who sells a crop or grains, fold your blanket and go back to sleep. There's no point of you selling because the rain's coming at the right time. That means the year is going to be blessed and you're not going to get anything for your crop. So you see that rain in the morning is a good thing. So the Grah explains, Lakasha, no contradiction. It's a beracha when the clouds are very thick. But if they're very small clouds, 
then that's not good, and that could very well be a curse of Ve'atzarat HaShamayim. And Amar Yehuda, Tava Leshata Detevet Armelta, Rav Yehuda said, it's good for the year if Tevet doesn't have any rain, if it's like Armela, Armela is Lashon of Almana. Some say it's good because there's not too many mud puddles, so students can go from one place to another to learn Torah. And some say it's good because there's not too many floods because of the rain. The, rain, the, the crop got what it needs earlier in the season, and in Tevet, in the middle of the rainy season, the winter, it's uh, not too much rain, not too many floods. So the Gemara says, It's good for a year if Tevet is dirty, means there's a lot of rain going on. So again, the Gemara is going to explain the contradiction. It's not a contradiction. Rav Yehuda said it's good if Tevet is an Almana, is Dafka if the rain came already during Hashvan. So if it comes again in Tevet, not good. That's already too much. Ha, what Rav Hasda was saying, where it, it, it's good if, if Tevet's dirty, that means there's a lot of rain. If they, let's say in Hashvan, Kislev, there wasn't too much rain, so then it's good if Tevet is dirty with lots of rain. If the rain came on one part of the country, not the other part of the country, it's not part of the curse, because the people that got the rain, they'll sell fruits and vegetables to the people who didn't get the rain, so there's no curse here. The says, And you see Hashem over there is cursing, once you will get, once you won't get. Both people, it's a curse. The people who have the rain, it's going to be, they're getting like double the amount of rain that they need. It's going to ruin the crop. And the people who are not getting any rain, they get nothing. So you see, it's a bad thing. The Gemara explains, like Hashan, not a contradiction. If a lot of rain came to one place, then yeah, it's a curse. And ha, what Rav Hasda was saying that it's a beracha. There's no curse. That's ha da'ata kinnim ba'alef. The rain came the way it's supposed to come. And the Malav Ashed Dekanamidichtiv. If you pay attention, look at the words. It says timater. What's timater? Timater sounds like tehem makom matar. It'll be a place of a lot of rain. Shema Mina, you see, that's why it's a curse, because too much rain in one place is a curse also. If there's a lot of rain and we are excited because we didn't have rain in a long time, we say beracha. When do we say beracha? When hatan goes out to greet the kala, meaning it rains so hard where it's bouncing off the floor, coming upwards, meeting the rain that's coming down. So what does a person say? We thank you for every drop. And he would end Baruch Rov HaOdaot. And the Gemara says, Rova Odaot Velo Kol Odaot, and not all Odaot, just the majority of the Odaot, the praises. So, Amarava Ema Ela Odaot, which means Hashem of all the praises. And Amarav Papa Helkach Nimrinu Letravayu.
should say both of them. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.